Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office supplies at huge savings? Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It is 12.33 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer in the 630 Chad Studios again. We will open up the phone lines today at 105. Take your calls. The Oilers have dropped five games in a row. John Shannon, our NHL insider for Legacy Heating and Cooling, in about uh, 47 seconds' time. Epstein's mother has texted the show to say, Stoff, you talked about the Oilers game on Saturday. You even provided some COVID numbers, this in terms of what transpired with the Calgary Flames today. You haven't talked about the Grey Cup. You're right, I didn't talk about the Grey Cup. Exciting conclusion. Tough football weekend for me personally. No high-profile college football games. Lamar Jackson gets knocked out early in the second quarter with a bad high ankle sprain. They hope for the Ravens that it's not quite that. Uh, Great cup. Well, Winnipeg won. They deserved one. They've been the best organization in the league the last couple of years. I know there's a lot of people out there wondering what's going to happen with the Edmonton Elks. Some people have suggested to me, given Wally Bono's connections to the BC Lions, and I'm going to bring John Shannon into this conversation because he knows about one of these gentlemen I'm going to mention. A lot of people have said, well, Bob, what about Ryan Rigmaiden or Jeroy Simon or Neil McAvoy out of BC? You know, the BC Lions have won uh, two games the last two years that we've played football in the Western Division. They're 2-16. and 16. I don't know. Uh, but I do have a scenario for you, and I'm going to bring aboard John Shannon. John, how well do you know Paul Grimm? Uh, decently well. I've known Paul since uh, we worked together at Edmonton uh, since 1979. So I, I think I view him as a, uh, a friend. All right. Uh, do you think this group could work together here? Paul Grimm is the president. And the president's salary is not part of the cap that is on management and coaching. Jim Barker, as the general manager, the same Jim Barker who resuscitated both Calgary and Toronto, and by the way, hired a couple guys in Toronto in the early 2010s that are now in the National Football League as full-time NFL scouts. Like, he brought these guys up. He he helped Mm -hmm. develop these guys. 
And then as an experienced general manager, Jim Barker working with Chris Jones as head coach. Because a lot of people, are, you know, have concerns about Jones. Can he be both the GM and coach? No, Chris Jones has never been fired as a head coach in his uh, career in the Canadian Football League. He's a good coach. Could that trio, Paul Graham, Jim Barker, and Chris Jones, could that be a solution for the Edmonton Elks organization? Uh, I, I don't know Chris Jones at all. I know his reputation. Uh, I'm, a, a, I'm a friend of Jim Barker's as well. Uh, I, I think Jim Barker is uh, one of those unsung heroes that the CFL always comes up with. You know, Bob, uh, history, uh, history of this league this tells you that it's your network connections in the United States that gets you quality American-born players to play for your club. Barker has a tremendous network. We could go over the years uh, of, of connections. You know, Cal Murphy for years had great connections in the United States. A guy named Roy Shivers had great connections in the U.S. That was Bob Obilovich's great uh, great uh, trait uh, as a general manager in the uh, in the CFL, and even before that, guys like Joe Zuger and Ralph Sazio had great contacts the former in the Hamilton U.S. Guys. college system. Sure. Yep. Right, yeah, so the, we're, what we're talking about here is is when you hire a manager, you need to make sure that his network is relevant and that he's current with the style of game, and, and do I think Barker's that guy? Sure, Barker could be that guy, absolutely. Well, and of course, in a domestic league, you're only as good as your domestic players, and for years, the Edmonton Eskimos uh, just outbid the Hamiltons and the Saskatchewans and Winnipegs of the years, uh, of, you know, back in back in those days, on the best Canadian talent. But since yep, they've gone yep. to a salary management system, they've been exposed a bit. And Winnipeg and Hamilton are two of the organizations that have done very well in terms of Canadians, and had you know played in the last two Grey Cups. And their two head coaches were on Jim Barker's staff in Toronto in the early 2010. So just food for thought. I'm just, I was just thinking about that. Yeah, we're going to get to the Oilers, and I know there's concerns about the five straight losses, but since Epstein's mother brought up the fact that I didn't talk about the CFL in the first half-hour segment, I just wanted to throw that out there because yeah. I wonder whether or not this position requires an experienced GM after Brock Sunderland, who was inexperienced, came in. Uh, I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, I think you need to know this league. I think you need to know how teams are built. Uh, and, and right, both both uh, through the CIS system, uh, Canadian-born players that play yep. in the NCAA, and the ability to recruit Americans to come and play in your market. And it's interesting. I mean, you can have a network, a stable... You can you can pay scouts on a... I mean, the whole... The guy, I mean, I, I think of what Kyle Woodleaf tried to do with, with the Redline yep. report. He basically copied Mel Kuyper. That's really... Because Mel Kuyper, people forget this for me, and, and I know we got listeners, Deuters now, and most of them know that Mel Kuyper is like the ESPN draft guru. And Kuyper got started by putting out his own leaflet or his own pamphlet that he, sell, that he sold, and then he worked his way on ESPN, I think the first year that he did the draft in ESPN, whenever it was, back like 83, 84, he got like 400 bucks, that's it, for the entire show, and it's morphed into a full-time, but the point I'm going is, you can find guys to scout all over different parts of the United States, and it doesn't cost you tens of thousands of dollars. 
They go and they file reports based upon the games that they see. That's how you got to do the workaround from a scouting perspective. And the same can be manifested with Canadian, uh, uh, you know, the Canadian, obviously, the, the U Sports League as well, John. So interesting yeah. stuff. So, Listen, the Eskimos, uh, sorry, the Elks, my, my fault. That's my dollar. I pay the fine. The Elks uh, uh, can be and should be the richest franchise in the Canadian Football League. And they have every opportunity to build the resources possible to create a winner on an annual basis. Yeah, and uh, this radio station has carried uh, the Eskimo slash Elks games forever. We care about the product, and I'm just going to be intrigued to see what happens. I mean, again, I had somebody suggest to me, you know, they could see Wally looking at, you know, Neil McAvoy and Ryan Rigmaiden or uh, Joy Simon. None of, they're all with BC, and none of those guys have ever been GMs before. And all of them have come from an organization that hasn't been able to beat teams in the West for the last two seasons that we've played. So, interesting. Nonetheless, we'll wait and see. Now, let's get the show is called Oilers. Now we got talk about the Oilers. I want to complain about the Oilers. They've lost five we knew this was going to happen. John, what's going on? Give me your assessment of the last five games. Well, every team goes through a swoon. We don't like to say it. It's not a rationalization, but every team goes through a swoon. Uh, in in my opinion, uh, it is all about the depth of this hockey club and the contributions beyond the superstars. Uh, and you cannot win. You cannot win games on a regular basis. Uh, if, if it's just your superstars. We saw this for the last two or three years, Bob, uh, with this hockey club. Connor McDavid, let's, let's say for the sake of argument, Connor McDavid plays 22 minutes a night. Leon plays 23. Well, that's 37 and 38 minutes that other people have to play. Uh, and you can't rely on these guys all the time. And I think that that's, that's really the biggest concern I- inside the room is where are the depth players? Who is contributing? Nugent Hopkins is, is, is doing his damnedest. There's no complaint there. But the list of needs guys... Needs to score more. Are, needs to sure the other he night. Does, does sure, he score sh- more goals? Sure he does. Sure he does. Um, but it, it becomes one of those things where the more you think... Uh, in this game, you're uh, you're going to put yourself at a disadvantage. This is a game of instinct, and when you're when you when you feel you're under pressure, you start to grip the stick. It is a difficult game to play at times. And right now, five games into and Bob, we talked about this before this home stand yes, started. We yes, we did. How difficult this home stand was going to be, and it was it, there. There was a, a reality and a, a realistic prognostication that they could lose all the games. They could. Because the other teams are pretty damn good, too. And when you think about uh, the two games that they want back, I think, in my opinion, are the Boston game and the Carolina game because they were close enough to win. But they put themselves in deficits too early uh, because they, whether it's slow, if you want to define it as slow starts, but they've got to start scoring first again. They've got to start being more efficient from the opening puck drop. You know, why not Why not play McDavid, Dreisaitl, and uh, Piarvi right from opening faceoff? Why not? Well, based on practice today, it was McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Cassian, which has led itself to some criticism from the uh, the fans. John, just on, just on the numbers alone here, and again, I'm going to, you, you know, I like to reference the source. So, Darcy McLeod, a.k.a. Wood Guy, and I don't agree with everything Darcy has ever tweeted, but he's done a fair amount of work breaking down the five-on-five and the special teams in the... The 10 game splits uh, 
you know, like last year, as an example, Edmonton had a 643 winning percentage. This year, they're at 615, okay? Last year, they were minus one and five on five goals all season long. This year, they're actually at minus nine. Last year, they were plus 19 in special teams goals. This year, they're at plus 15, okay? Now, first 10 games this year, Edmonton had a nine and one start, John. Yep. They had a 920 save percentage, five on five, and a nine... Uh, a nine and a half percent shooting percentage, which gave them a very high PDO, which is a combination of save percentage and shot percentage. And they went nine and one. That's at even strength. Then these, their shooting percentage at even strength started to drop, and their save percentage dropped in games 11 to 20. Nonetheless, they were still 15 and five, even though in that second 10 game segment, and you know Ken Holland likes to break it down by 10 game segments, the Oilers' goal differential was even in the 10 games games 11 through 20, but they were still 15-5 and five at that one, okay? The Oilers, mm-hmm. the Oilers' expected goals, five on five, are actually higher in terms of what they, uh, they thought the team would be able to achieve here in the last six games. They just haven't scored. Their five on five shooting percentage the last six games is at 5.38%. So they've gone from nine, uh, 9.5% to, to, to 5.5% shooting percentage, 5 on 5. And their special teams numbers are dash 3. They're minus 3 on special teams goals here over the last six games. And that's why they've gone. That's part of the reason why they've gone 1 and 5. So some of this was just numbers balancing. I got to ask. So there's some numbers there for you to digest. So some would say, John, it's a bit of a marker correction from the 9-on-1 start. It was inevitable. And some would say this yep. show is going to the dogs. Yeah. Well, you know what? Hey, listen. The bottom line is not everybody's pulling their weight. That's that's the bottom line. So uh, it's going to be it's going to be difficult to figure out uh, until you know there's there's some sort of change somehow. What? And I and I and yeah. I don't th- I don't I don't think you know if Dave Tippett knew it right away then there wouldn't be a problem. All it right, really wouldn't be. So so John, they've completely replaced the bottom six, and you know during the Holland Tippett regime. Yep. The, the goal share is getting worse, and yet you look at guys like Fogel. Well, the goal share, the the goal share is getting worse in the, in the bottom last six ten games. But it, but it, but do you, do you, I think their success in their nine and one start was the know, third the, line. The bottom six were, were the, well, they were contributing, right? First five or six games, yes. First five or six yeah. games, like Fogel hasn't scored in nineteen games. Yeah, and he was a yeah. good. Or, uh, he, there's, there's no question. He's one of the guys that yeah. this is all pointed to. There's yeah. no question. And you should. Yeah, I, I practiced today, and I, I think at times you have to mask your frustration a little bit when you're a pro. And I just, I, I could feel it watching him. You know what I mean? Like you could just tell. Yeah. Like he must have fallen two or three times, and. Pucks, you know, he was healing pucks when he was shooting. I, I hope he gets going because I actually liked his work rate the last couple games. I thought he was did some things. Speaking of work rate, Zach Hyman, uh, suffice to say, a guy that can play through injury, did it often in Toronto. Oh yes, I mean, like played a playoff game on a broken leg. You know, had a had a hairline fracture again in Game Seven against Boston that year and, and played. So he left the game with three minutes left. He couldn't even pick up a stick as he went off the ice. I'm like, all right, he's going to be out. 
all I can think of, because I know how tough he is, all I can think of mm-hmm. is he's going to be out, you know, anywhere from two to six weeks. And we're told today from uh, Dave Tippett that there's a possibility that he may play tomorrow. If that happens, he is one gamer. Let me tell oh, you. No, there's, there's no question. He's, he, this guy is a heart and soul. I mean, you, you can lose, use every silly overhyped sports cliche you want to use. This guy's the real deal. Yeah, no, and he's been... John, for me, in the 14 years that I've done the game, he's been the most impactful player the Oilers have added via trade or free agency. In the 14 years. There hasn't been a guy that... And I I don't like commenting on the the off-the-ice stuff because we're not in the room. And I know there's lots of people that seem to know, no, no, this is what's going on. with. I'm like, how the hell do you know what's going on? Like, you're not in the dressing room. How would you possibly know? You, you don't, tr- like, we travel, and we're on the bus and the plane, and I don't even like being presumptuous. But I will I will suggest to you, based on what I've seen, both on and off the ice, even though we're on the periphery, he's a pretty impressive, he just has the right, you know what I mean by the right energy? Oh, yeah, and they're, absolutely, the right air, the right demeanor. There's no question that this guy is is a great teammate. Uh, understands what his role is. Understands how he can help other people, Bob. I mean, that's that's what makes that's what makes makes him so valuable. All right, uh, let's do some quick hitters. John, are the NHLers Alex Petrangelo has now spoken? Of course, his teammate Robin Lehner did before. We have this uh, this new variant. Um, we've got a prolonged period in which you would have to stay in China if you had a positive test. Is there a possibility this thing might go, you know what, up in terms of the yep. NHL players at the Olympics? I think there's a possibility. Uh, I, I think that now that the information is filtering out that came out this weekend about uh, the protocols when you are in China and uh, how punitive things are if you do get COVID when you're in China, uh, I think that there are going to be players uh, that are going to be concerned. There, there's two things. First of all, I think we knew going in that this was not going to be a typical Olympics uh, with the village and how much fun it is to live in the village. Uh, somebody quoted me saying, listen, if they go to Beijing, it's not going to be a country club. Well, it's going to be uh, it's going to be like living back living in the bubble like they did in Edmonton and Toronto. Um, the other thing is, and it hasn't been said very often, Bob, the communication now between now and uh, January 10th when the final decision has to be made without penalty. I can imagine at the dinner table what families are thinking. What is your wife telling you? What is your girlfriend telling you uh, about whether she wants you to go uh, even though it's a lifelong dream? That, to me, is the ultimate pressure. It's not from your teammates. It's not from Hockey Canada or USA Hockey. To me, it'll be all about family. It'll be about over these holidays when you have time to sit down and say, do you really want to go? Do you want to risk it? I mean, nobody in Calgary thought they were catching COVID, Bob. Nobody in Calgary thought they were catching COVID. And here we are, six players and somebody from the operations group have COVID, and they have three games postponed. The, the, the unpredictability of this alone, uh, I think, will create a lot of conversation over the holidays for players and their families. Well, and you know, John, like like Cody Cece admitted, he felt it, but there are several of those Flames players that are asymptomatic. They don't even know that they they've got it and they've tested positive. Right. And this is this just lends itself. Like <laughs> I I read the numbers. 
I do it about once every two weeks now because every story that comes out about COVID seemingly is a negative story and, and limits sort of what we all can do. But the reality is the numbers have dropped precipitously in the province here over the last 10 weeks. Uh, and the vaccination rates, you know, the, the vaccination rate in the province of Alberta right now, 12 plus, is at 84.7%. I, I know darn well that there's large swaths of the Edmonton Health Zone that would be over 90% fully vaccinated. Okay? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's that's probably a, a good thing and a positive thing. You know? It's, it's an interesting... But, 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 but the vaccination can, does... But vaccination does not stop you from getting the virus. It does not stop you. No, it just and, limits and, the and, severity of it, right? And so, and that and gets you're, not, you're not you're not in you're not in you're not in intensive care, right? You know, I was on uh, I was on uh, uh, Ched's sister station in Winnipeg today, listening before I went on, and ninety one percent of anybody in a hospital bed in Manitoba uh, is uh, non vaccinated. Ninety one percent. Is, are unvaccinated. Uh, are in the ICU. Yeah. In the are ICU. Yeah. Yeah. So there you have it. John, uh, we'll touch base again on Wednesday. Uh, it'll be the Leafs are in town. They got a good team. We know that. Um, the Oilers are in a little bit of a, a negative run here. And uh, boy, I sure hope Edmonton scores the first goal. What about you tomorrow? Wouldn't that, well, I mean, again, that that's now the eye-rolling event of all time in Edmonton for every hockey fan is, is that when the other team scores a goal right now, and it's unfair, it's here we go again. Yeah. And uh, the Oilers have to get off to a better start. That's, that's plain and simple because when you get off to a better start, you dictate play quicker. All right. That is John Shannon, and uh, he joins us uh, every Monday and Wednesday here in Oilers Now. He is our legacy heating and cooling NHL insider. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy, legacy heating and cooling. We will tell you that guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring a night on the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. I got a, a couple texts coming back, including one from Northside Side. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Am on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Then we'll open up the phone lines after one o'clock. It is twelve fifty-three at Edmonton, and you're listening to Oilers now. Hi, I'm Darnell Nurse from the Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 6:30. Chet. Twelve fifty-five at Edmonton for you Oilers fans out there. If you're looking for a great road trip, you can join New West Travel. Just did a uh, trip off to Seattle for the first of two matchups between the Oilers and the Kraken. In the month of December, 
This is when the five-game losing streak actually started. You can join New Ass Travel, four-night roadie to Music City, Nashville, Tennessee, to see the Oilers play the Preds. This package includes nonstop exclusive flights with Flair Airlines, four nights in a deluxe hotel, a great game ticket. We're going to do a welcome reception with special guests, all for just $1,750. Join the New West Travel Nashville Roadie at 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. Momentarily, we'll get to the Oilers Now Injury Report, but not before I read this text as promised from Northside Sam. Bob, this is Northside Sam. I have a theory about the secondary scoring issues with the team. Under this coach, there's absolutely no opportunities for the bottom six to play on the power play. There's also no chance for these players to get an empty net, and God forbid if the team is down, we know Tippett just plays Connor and Leon over and over again. My only critique of the coach is that he allows those two guys too long a shifts too often. Frankly, they are playing too much. There's almost no opportunities for a slumping forward to get any gravy time. I think this is our biggest issue in the bottom six. Six from North Side Sam. Well, uh, it was Josh Archibald who played with McDavid and Dreisaitl when uh, the opposition had the empty net. Of course, Archibald out with the myocarditis. Zach Hyman has replaced Archibald in that role. But the Oilers do use their best. I don't mind using McDavid and Dreisaitl in those situations with the empty net. Uh, Glenn say there was a guy who would often move somebody up to Wayne Gretzky's line to get them going if they were struggling offensively. Didn't Dave Lumley, like, once score goals in 12 consecutive games? I think he played a fair amount with uh, 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 Wayne from the Edmonton operation back in the day during that stretch. Even Dave Semenko had a hat trick once, God rest his soul, playing on a line with Wayne Gretzky against the New York Rangers. And the funny thing is, slots never went to the ace in the hole. Not very often, because the ace in the hole was Yari Curry, Glenn Anderson with Wayne Gretzky. Those three together were almost unstoppable. People forget that. We don't. We think of Glenn Anderson with Mark Messier and later with Mark Messier and Craig Simpson, and we think of Yari Curry with Wayne Gretzky and Esatikinen. But when they actually played Anderson and Curry with Gretzky, it was incredible. The 12-9 game, that's who was playing together that night. We will head off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. And when we come back at 105, we're going to hear from you. 780-496-0068. You can call in. You can give us a rep on the Ashley Fine Floors tax line and on the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline off to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.